It all begins with Gypsy Rose Blanchard's mom, Dee Dee Blanchard, who had Gypsy when she was 24 years old with Gypsy Rose's father, Rod. Rod was just 17 when Dee Dee Blanchard was pregnant with Gypsy Rose. By the time Gypsy Rose was just three months old, Dee Dee was convinced that Gypsy had sleep apnea. So Dee Dee started taking Gypsy Rose to the hospital where they had multiple overnight stays, but even after the sleep test, they didn't find anything wrong with Gypsy Rose. But then Dee Dee became convinced that Gypsy Rose had other health conditions, which she attributed to an unspecified chromosomal disorder. If you are new to this channel, hi, my name is Kayla. I post spooky content, paranormal stuff, true crime every single week here on my channel. So if you're interested in that content, make sure to subscribe and stay tuned for more videos. Eventually, Dee Dee even claimed that Gypsy Rose had muscular dystrophy and made her even use a walker. Later in life, Gypsy Rose recalled that when she was seven or eight years old, she got in a motorcycle accident with her grandfather, but it was just a minor accident where she scratched her knee. However, as a result, her mother actually told her that the doctors required her to use a wheelchair. Now we know that Gypsy definitely stopped going to school after second grade, but some accounts state that she even stopped going to school as early as kindergarten. She was homeschooled by her mother because her mother said that her illnesses were too severe to go to school. Dee Dee and Gypsy eventually moved in with Dee Dee's father and Dee Dee's stepmother. And Dee Dee's father and stepmother even claimed that when Dee Dee would prepare food for her stepmother, she might have been poisoning it. They claim that this actually led to her stepmother's chronic illness from the Roundup weed killer Dee Dee was potentially poisoning her stepmother with. Dee Dee was eventually arrested for several minor offenses, such as writing bad checks. When Dee Dee's father and Dee Dee's stepmother came to confront Dee Dee about her treatment of Gypsy Rose, her daughter, Dee Dee didn't want any of it. She decided to leave for New Orleans and took Gypsy Rose with her. According to Dee Dee's stepmother and Dee Dee's father, her stepmother's health returned back to normal after Dee Dee left. At this time, Gypsy and Dee Dee were living in public housing. They were paying the bills with the father Rod's child support as well as assistance from the government. At this time, Dee Dee was taking Gypsy to various specialists at different hospitals such as the Tulane Medical Center and the Children's Hospital of New Orleans. At this time, Dee Dee added some more supposed medical conditions to Gypsy Rose's list such as hearing and even vision problems. But a muscle biopsy taken at the hospital found no sign of the muscular dystrophy that Dee Dee claimed Gypsy had. However, Dee Dee eventually told doctors that Gypsy had seizures, and because of this, they prescribed anti-seizure medication. Health records show that Gypsy Rose underwent multiple different surgeries. And Dee Dee would take Gypsy Rose constantly to the emergency room just for minor ailments. Then Hurricane Katrina hit in August of 2005. As a result, Dee Dee and Gypsy had to leave their ruined apartment and go to a shelter set up for individuals with special needs. How convenient for Dee Dee that Hurricane Katrina happened. She used this excuse constantly to say that's how she lost Gypsy Rose's medical records and that's why she doesn't have Gypsy Rose's real birth certificate. In 2008, Habitat for Humanity built Dee Dee and Gypsy Rose a small home with a wheelchair ramp and even a hot tub in Springfield, Missouri. In Missouri, they often received free flights to go to several different hospital appointments. They would get free trips to Walt Disney World and backstage passes to Miranda Lambert concerts via the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Dee Dee would regularly shave Gypsy's head to make Gypsy appear to have undergone chemotherapy. She would tell Gypsy that since her medication would cause her hair to fall out eventually, she might as well just do it now to prevent all the hassle later on. And when mother Dee Dee and daughter Gypsy would leave the house, Dee Dee often remembered to bring an oxygen tank with her and her feeding tube as well. 
And what really makes me mad is Gypsy Rose Blanchard was fed the children's liquid nutrition supplement Pediasure well into her 20s, even though she didn't even need it. Dee Dee even had some of Gypsy's saliva glands treated with Botox, but then eventually got them completely removed due to her excessive drooling. However, Gypsy later claimed that her mother, Dee Dee, actually induced the drooling by putting numbing medication on her gums before Gypsy would go to doctor's appointments. Because Gypsy lacked salivary glands, she eventually had rotting teeth. After the few teeth she had left ended up decaying, her front teeth were removed and replaced by a bridge. Eventually after this, tubes were actually implanted in Gypsy's ears to control her ear infections. So like myself, you might be wondering, how did she get away with this for so long? How did none of the doctors catch that Gypsy actually wasn't sick with any of these illnesses, any of these ailments that her mother Dee Dee would bring her in for? Well, there was a point where Dee Dee almost got caught. It was Bernardo Flasterstein, a pediatric neurologist who saw Gypsy Rose in Springfield, Missouri. He became suspicious of her muscular dystrophy diagnosis. Because of his suspicion, he actually ordered MRIs and some blood tests and concluded that she actually did not have it. He actually told Dee Dee, quote, I don't see any reason why she doesn't walk. After he saw Gypsy could actually stand and support her weight and didn't require a wheelchair like her mother was telling her she needed. Plasterstein even reached out to Gypsy's previous doctors from New Orleans to ask about her previous diagnosis. But in doing so, he found out that Gypsy's original muscle biopsy had actually also come back negative despite Dee Dee's claims that it was positive. At this point, he suspected the possibility of Munchausen by proxy. Munchausen syndrome by proxy is actually relatively rare and is a psychological disorder marked by attention-seeking behavior by a caregiver, typically the mother. The person with MSP actually gains attention by seeking medical care for exaggerated or made-up medical ailments of their children. But because Dr. Flasterstein told Dee Dee that she actually didn't have muscular dystrophy, Dee Dee actually stopped taking Gypsy to see Dr. Flasterstein. Dr. Flasterstein did not follow up and report her to social services. Dr. Flasterstein claimed that other doctors told him to treat Dee Dee and Gypsy with golden gloves. And additionally, he doubted authorities would even believe him in the first place, so that's why he said he didn't actually report anything. Then in 2009, an anonymous caller called the police about Dee Dee. The caller told the police about Dee Dee's use of different names and birth dates for herself and Gypsy, and stated that Gypsy was in better health than Dee Dee actually claimed. Officers did end up performing a wellness check on Gypsy and Dee Dee, but they accepted Dee Dee's explanation that she purposely did this in order to get her abusive ex-husband to stop knowing where they are. And because authorities believed her explanation, the file was closed. Now we get into the rebelling phase of Gypsy Rose. Gypsy started picking up on some of the lies her mother told her her entire life. At an event in 2011, Gypsy potentially made what may have been an escape attempt, but ended when Dee Dee found Gypsy in a hotel room with a man she met on the internet. Dee Dee showed the false paperwork of Gypsy's fake birthday, showing him that she was underage and threatening to tell authorities. Gypsy recalls that after that incident, Dee Dee smashed in her laptop with a hammer and threatened to do so to her fingers if she ever attempted to escape again. Gypsy also claims that her mother kept her handcuffed and leashed to a bed for two weeks. But despite her mother's attempts to keep her to stop talking to people online, Gypsy met someone named Nicholas Gojon. 
In 2012, Gypsy started online chatting with Nicholas. He was a man that was about her age from Wisconsin. Nicholas had a criminal record of indecent exposure, and he also had a history of mental illness. In the following year, Gypsy paid for and arranged for Nicholas to meet her and her mother in Springfield, Missouri. But this wasn't a typical mother-meets-boyfriend meetup. Instead, Gypsy planned for Nicholas to casually bump into the two of them when they were at the movie theater. Nicholas claims that the first time they met, Gypsy led him into a bathroom where the two of them had sex. After this, the two of them continued their internet interactions, their chatting, and they started plotting to kill Gypsy's mother, Dee Dee. So now let's get into the murder of Dee Dee Blanchard. Nicholas came back to Springfield, Missouri in June of 2015. After Gypsy and Dee Dee got back from a doctor's appointment, Dee Dee fell asleep. Nicholas went to their house. Gypsy let Nicholas into the home and allegedly gave him duct tape gloves, and a knife with the understanding that he would use it to murder her mother. Gypsy hid in the bathroom and covered her ears so she wouldn't hear the screams of her mother as her boyfriend Nicholas murdered her. Nicholas stabbed Dee Dee Blanchard 17 times in her back while she was asleep. Afterwards, Gypsy and Nicholas had sex in the room, took $4,000 from Dee Dee, and fled to a motel where they stayed for a few days while planning their next move. Later on, Gypsy claimed that at that point, she thought she and Nicholas got away with their crimes. But then they mailed the murder weapon to Wisconsin to Nicholas's home so they wouldn't have to travel with it. A neighbor and a friend of Gypsy Rose told police what she knew about Gypsy and her online boyfriend. The neighbor and friend showed police printouts she had printed out of Nicholas's Facebook. They asked Facebook to trace the IP address of the account, which led them to Wisconsin. And the next day, police raided Nicholas's home. Both Nicholas and Gypsy surrendered and were taken into custody for murder. So what happened at the trial and where are we now? So while the charge of first degree murder can carry the death penalty under Missouri law or life without parole, the county prosecutor Dan Patterson announced he would not seek it for either Gypsy or Nicholas because of the extreme rarity of the case. He even called the case, quote, extraordinary and unusual. Gypsy's attorney was also able to obtain Gypsy's medical records, you know, the one that Dee Dee said that she lost in Hurricane Katrina. And because of this, he secured a plea deal for second degree murder. In July of 2015, she accepted the plea agreement and she was sentenced to 10 years in prison. But Nicholas, on the other hand, he didn't get quite the sympathy that Gypsy got. Nicholas's trial was postponed when prosecutors requested a second psychiatric exam. Nicholas's lawyers contend that he has an intelligence quotient of 82 and is on the autism spectrum, suggesting that he has diminished capacity. Nicholas originally waived his right to a trial by jury. However, he later changed his mind in June of that year. In December 2017, the judge set Nicholas's trial for November of 2018. In their opening statement, prosecutors alleged that Nicholas had deliberated for over a year before the crime, but his lawyers pointed to his autism and claimed that Gypsy actually formulated the plan all along. And love-struck Nicholas just did what she asked him to do. The next day, prosecutors showed jurors the text messages between Gypsy and Nicholas. These were text messages specifically a week before the murder, and in these text messages, Nicholas is asking Gypsy about Dee Dee's sleeping habits and their house blueprint. Nicholas received a life sentence after being found guilty. So now that we know what happened to Gypsy and Nicholas during their trials, what is happening to them now? What are they up to? And why are we talking about it today? Dee Dee's family in Louisiana who previously confronted Dee Dee about her treatment of Gypsy, they apparently did not regret Dee Dee's death. 
Didi's father, stepmother, and nephew all stated that Didi deserved the fate that she got. None of her family would pay for her funeral expenses, and what they did with the ashes, they flushed them down the toilet. And an interesting quote by Gypsy Rose that always gets me is, I feel like I'm more free in prison than living with my mom because now I'm allowed to just live like a normal woman. Since her sentencing, Gypsy has been serving in Missouri's Chillicothe Correctional Center. Gypsy even told a BuzzFeed reporter that she has been able to research Munchausen's by proxy during her time in prison. She concluded that her mother had every symptom. Gypsy pointed out in the interview that she actually believed Dee Dee's claims that she had cancer. Even though she knew she could walk, even though she knew she could eat solid foods, she still believed her mother and did what she said. However, Gypsy Rose pointed out that she always hoped that the doctors would see through her mother's ruse, making it extra frustrating for her because only one doctor considered Dee Dee was lying, and that same doctor did not even report it to authorities. On September 29th of 2023, the Missouri Department of Corrections confirmed that Gypsy has been granted parole and will be released on December 28th of 2023 after serving 85 of her sentence per state law. Meaning, just a few days, Gypsy Rose Blanchard will finally be out of jail. Comment down below what you guys think of this case should she have gotten more time should she have gotten less time are you just happy she's free and if you're new make sure to subscribe because i post videos every single week here on culture and convos bye